It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Mark and you're joining me for the Monday Wrap for Sunday, September 26, 2021 in a message I entitled, Pouring Out the Spirit, based on Joel chapter 2, verses 23 through 29. Let's read those verses. There Joel writes, Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains, because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing fullers will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And we started off by talking about the context of Joel. This is the story of Joel. He prophesied during the time of King Uzziah of Judah in 8th century BC. And it was generally a time of prosperity for Judah. Uzziah was a great king, politically, militarily, socially, in all the ways that a king is great. But as we pick up Joel chapter 1, a catastrophe has happened, a, a plague of locusts. Uh, Joel chapter 1 verse 4 says, What the cutting locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the hopping locust has eaten. And what the hopping locust left, the destroying locust has eaten. This is not a good time for Judah. So here comes the minor prophet Joel. And and the people of Judah are probably thinking, as Joel rolls in with his message, they're probably thinking, well, what have we done wrong? Why us, Lord? Things have been so good. Well, Joel comes along and he tells them what they've done wrong. He says they have fallen away. They've turned from God. And how easy that is to do, isn't it? So Joel launches in chapter 1 into a warning against drunkards and priests and farmers and vine dressers. He pleads for prayer and repentance. And as we get into chapter 2, he warns of a coming conflict, a coming army, a day of the Lord. And he pleads that the people would turn back to God. And isn't that what prophets do? I mean, prophets come along. We see it in all the prophets. And we see it in the book of Judges. When prophets and judges come along, they say, repent and pray, turn back to God. And that's what Joel is doing. And so in, in chapter 1 and, and in the start of chapter 2, we just see this, this, this judgment, this hand of judgment from God as Joel prophesies that God is not going to let this waywardness go. He's not going to let this sin go. But then there's this beautiful section which we're getting into in our passage here uh, for Sunday September 26, where God responds with his grace and mercy in their time of waywardness and excess and disobedience. God comes through for his people with something they don't deserve. And that something, folks, 
is grace. And I want you to look. We looked at it on Sunday. I want you to look at the promises that God gives his people during this time of calamity, during this time of, 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 of where we, you know, it was just been a chapter and a half talking about the judgment of God. And then in verse 23, be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains. Because he is faithful, he sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. I mean, now we're talking about rain, aren't we? We're talking about rejuvenation and new life. What has gone dead and fallow has now become alive. This prophecy is that there's going to be refreshment. There's going to be a return, a new life, a rejuvenation. You know, rain in the Near Eastern and Middle Eastern world in this time, we're talking about a desert culture, a dry area. Water speaks to this refreshment, this rejuvenation. And Joel is, is, is playing on that imagery here so that people see that we're talking about a God of refreshment, a God who's going to bring that sweet taste of cool water to his people. And then in verse 24, he talks about grain and wine and oil, these these implements of nourishment. And in verse 26, he talks about plenty and satisfaction. I love verse 26. It says, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God. I mean, you're going to be so full and, 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 and with food and everything that you need, you're going to be satisfied. There's going to be no problem, right? I mean, you're not that there's not going to be any problems, but you're going to be satisfied. Your, your heart desires are going to be met. I mean, this is a God of grace, isn't it? And then in verses 26 and 27, uh, he says that in verse 26, never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. He talks talking about shamelessness there. The people will have their national pride. They'll have their pride in the Lord. They won't be humiliated in the eyes of other nations anymore. They will be shameless. Folks, what grace this is. I mean, think about it. God's just finished talking about judgment in a chapter and a half, and now he comes back and says, I'm going to give you rejuvenation, a new life. I'm going to give you grain and wine and oil and nourishment. I'm going to give you plenty and satisfaction. I'm going to give you shamelessness. Folks, what this demonstrates for us is that we serve not only a God of judgment, a God of justice, but we also serve a God of love and grace. God is both sides of those coins. He is both and. He can do both at the same time. He's infinitely good at both. You see, we serve a God who's not one-sided, monolithic. He's a God of depth and dimension. And he can give us justice and at the same time give us grace. Isn't that amazing? But what I really want to focus on today is is verses 28 and 29. Because this is the big promise, right? This is the centerpiece of the passage, and it's this. Listen to it. And afterward, here it is, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women. Here it is. I will pour out my spirit on those days. It's this idea of pouring out the spirit. And I love the beauty of these verses, 28 and 29. The imagery that's used here in the poetic form they take are absolutely breathtaking. Then afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters Uh, shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions even on the male and female slaves in those days i will pour out my spirit folks do you hear it do you hear the vibrancy of what is to come from the lord joel's prophecy is absolutely 
wonderful and beautiful. First of all, he says the spirit will not only come, it will be poured out. The imagery here, folks, is of abundance, like water being poured out of a jar. Remember, we said this before, this is a desert culture. So water being poured out of a jar is a big deal. It represents refreshment and bounty and plenty and cleansing and purity. Don't miss the imagery here, folks. This pouring out is significant because it shows a God that's not going to hold back. He's not, he's not distributing water, uh, little bits of water at a time. He's not siphoning off a little bit of water so he can so we can stay alive. No, no, he's pouring it out in abundance. But the imagery doesn't stop there, does it? He says it's going to be poured out on all flesh. No one will be left out. The bounty, folks, is for everyone. And we're going to see that again in a minute. But it's for slave and free. It's for everybody. Nobody is left out of this bounty. Sons and daughters will prophesy, he says. That is, God will be speaking to, again, everyone, men and women. Gender doesn't matter. There will be no discrimination. The bounty to come. And the God of that bounty will be and is for everyone, regardless of gender. We'll see regardless of status, the pouring out will occur for all. And then he goes on to say, and this is one of my, the most beautiful clauses in Scripture, in my opinion. Old men will dream dreams. You know, in our society... We often write off older people, don't we? That's the temptation of humanity. Once we've lost our physical, mental vibrancy, there's a tendency not to see the value in us any longer. God is showing the value of even the old people because in this coming dispensation, this grace of God, even the elderly will be having dreams, vivid dreams, energetic, life-giving dreams. Even they will see God, hear from God, and experience the pouring out of the Spirit. This rejuvenation, again, is for all. And then he ends up by saying, young men will have visions. The idea here, folks, don't miss this, is prophetic vision. Vision of the things of God, not strategies and plans of our own devising. This is prophetic vision. We're going to talk more about that in a week or two in in another sermon that I'm planning. But, uh, you know, youth oftentimes we're very selfish aren't they and self-centered i mean we all go through that phase where it's all about us when we're younger on you know oftentimes when we're younger some people carry that <laughs> well into adulthood but but when you're younger i mean you're so focused on your yourself think only of yourselves and your personal goals and aspirations and again i'm not I'm not trying to criticize or castigate young folks we all go through this stage right but in this coming blessing This pouring out of the Spirit, young people will be selfless. Their vibrancy will be for the Lord. They will be having prophetic, God-given vision. Now think about that, folks. The Spirit being poured out on all flesh, sons and daughters, slave and free, old men dreaming dreams, young men having prophetic vision. Does that foreshadowing sound like anything at all that we read about in the New Testament? And of course, I'm leading you on because absolutely it does. Absolutely, God pouring himself on all mankind, pouring his spirit on all mankind and giving vibrance and giving power, giving blessing. Listen to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, there were all together in one, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came the sound of a, the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. And you say, well, pastor, that sounds good, but 
Um, isn't, is that really talking about the same pouring out that Joel is talking about in Joel chapter 2? And I'll say this, absolutely. Because listen to what it says in Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 18. Just a few verses later in Acts chapter 2, it says, This is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Folks, this pouring out of the spirit, this is the coming of Pentecost. This is what happened at Pentecost when the church was formed, when Jesus Christ sent the Spirit of God to indwell his people. Folks, this was the pouring out of the Spirit that Joel had talked about. And if you doubt that at all, listen to Romans 5 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, folks. <laughs> The pouring out of the Spirit has already happened. We listen to Joel and we can start to maybe think and assume that the pouring out of the Spirit is something that's still future folk. The pouring out of the Spirit was a prophecy in the Old Testament that was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 with the coming of the Holy Spirit on the church at Pentecost. Folks, we are indwelled by the Spirit now. He has been poured into us. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 11 through 12 uh, says for what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is writ within so also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit that is from God so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God folks that spirit has been poured into us so that we know who we are in Christ so that we can see our gifts and use them for his glory I talked about that last week about how we're all given a gift. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you've been given a gift from God, a spiritual gift. And the Spirit has been poured into us so that we might develop that gift, be good stewards of that gift that has been bestowed on us by God. 2 Timothy 1 verse 14 says, Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. Be good stewards of that gift that's been given to you. Don't squander it, but use it for the glory of God. Folks, we are people of the Spirit, and because of that, we're not alone. We have God in us to develop us and to encourage us and to help us use our spiritual gifts. When God talks about blessings of the Spirit in Joel chapter 2, or the power of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2, or the gift of the Spirit in 2 Timothy 1, or even the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, he's talking about the things that he has done. He's talking about provision, power, place, and grace. He's talking about the provision of giving us what we need, the power, the divine power to handle life's problems, the place as his adoption, as his adopted children, and the grace of giving us what we don't deserve. The people of Judah didn't, they didn't deserve the grace and the blessing of God in Joel chapter 2, but God gave it to them. And why did he give it to them? Because he loved them, and he loves us today. He has fulfilled his promise to pour the Spirit out on us. We are all filled with the Spirit, those who are believers in Christ Jesus. Folks, if you're a believer in Christ today, you have the gift of God you've given, given the Spirit of God to indwell you and live inside of you and to help you develop your spiritual gift and to to become all that God created you to be. And the question is, are we doing that? And so the challenge that I gave everyone on Sunday 
was to use the spirit to find out what your spiritual gift is i gave you a spiritual gift inventory if you didn't get that uh, uh, i'll send that out to you but uh, as a link but you can go online and take a spiritual gift inventory and find out what your spiritual gift is and then find out where you fit in the church and then go and do don't hold back find out what your spiritual gift is find out where you can plug into the church and then go and do folks there are so many places that we are needed as god's people so many places where our gifts can be used but so often we don't believe that we've been poured into by the spirit of god we don't believe and truly in day to day that we're that the spirit is in us and that we are living with god day and day god in us day in and day out and because of that we never develop who we are in christ my encouragement to you is to develop who you are in christ find out what that gift is that the spirit has the spirit of god has gifted you with find out what it is find out where you can use that gift in the church and go do it pour out on your community what has been poured in to you well folks i've gone a little long here so i'm going to wrap it up but i could keep talking but you were there on sunday hopefully and you heard what it was all about do what god's called you to do use your spiritual gift believe that you've been poured into find your gift find out where you can plug into the church and go and do well i hope this wrap again i've got to wrap it up i hope this wrap has been beneficial to you i hope that you've learned something i hope that god is touching you in a special way and folks i hope that you maximize who you are in christ i want to see you thrive i want to see you be all you can be for him and i will see you next week god bless Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.